Welcome to More to Come, PW Comic World's bi-weekly podcast on graphic novel and comics publishing, recorded at the PW offices here in New York City. I'm Calvin Reed, Senior News Editor of Publishers Weekly and Co-Editor of PW Comics World. Check us out at publishersweekly.com slash comics. And I'm Heidi McDonald. I'm also co-editor of PW Comics World, as well as the graphic novel reviews editor for Publishers Weekly and the editor of The Beat, www.comicsbeat.com. And I'm Kate Fitzsimmons. I'm their podcast producer, and I write for both PWCW and The Beat. Topics uh, this week on More to Come, Amazon Studios, Inklet, Strong August Sales, Jim Starlin and the Thanos character. Dave Sims and Glamour Puss, news briefs, and cool books to check out. Well, let's get okay, right to it. Let's kick it off. Yeah, uh, two of the big players in com, uh, who hadn't yet been in the comics world got into the game this week. Yeah, although Amazon Studios is a, a really a more targeted yes. approach to comics. Really, it's using, uh, I mean, you, you, if you know what Amazon Studios is, it's really another attempt by Amazon to disrupt an entirely different business. Right. They're not trying to disrupt publishing in this instance. Right. They're actually trying to create a better, cheaper, more targeted way to produce movies. Well, they're basically using uh, targeted crowdsourcing as a focus panel, uh, as one might do, and, you know, put up scripts mm-hmm. and uh, now comics, an entire graphic novel, mm-hmm. and uh, putting them up for uh, for the crowd mm-hmm. to uh, thumbs up or thumbs down and uh, feedback. And, and then, if, you know, mm-hmm. the crowd goes wild, then it might get a movie yeah. made. So I mean, I mean what the, to, in order to get to the point where a script is turned into a comic, you've actually got to uh, post a script, get a lot of feedback, and then actually at a certain point, Amazon will step in when it reaches a certain stage and option. Right. For different prices under different terms. Uh, there's also a process you can go through that's completely private. Right. But actually what they focus on is really crowdsourcing these uh, Right. Well, what is the these, one these that, that just has come out? Or? The one that's just come out is, is uh, what it's called Blackborough Blackburn? Or no, Black, no, Blackburn Borough. And actually, you can go to publishersweekly.com slash comics. We ran a story about Amazon Studio and its digital comics programs back in June. So it's just interesting to see that. Uh, stories are starting to break now. But yeah, it's called Blackburn Burrow. It's actually um, based on a script by a guy by the name of Jay Levy. Um, and um, I, a movie script. A movie Let's script. It's, it's that, a yes. movie script. Exactly. That's what this is about. And I believe it was created by what? It was written by Ron, uh, no, it was written by, Ron adapted Ron. by Ron Mars. And um, Matthew Dow Smith is Yeah, the Matthew Dow Smith is the artist. Yes. Um, and the comics that they plan to release will all be free. They're really interested in really getting fan reaction, audience reaction. In fact, not the, only are they free, they pay you five dollars. Well, that's right. I when you get to the, yes, when you it. get to the end of the comic, there is yeah. a survey that you could take, and they will give you a five dollar Amazon gift certificate. However, the questions are very in depth about the graphic novel, so you really do have to have read it in order to win that five dollar prize. Yeah, I think uh, the uh, digital comic itself was produced by what J- uh, Twelve Gauge. Twelve Gauge Studios. Yeah. Yes, so they're pretty um, good for you know. So uh, yeah, I mean, what they're doing really is taking the classic comic to film business model and adapting it to Amazon's gigantic reach and uh, you know interest in having their users comment on their products. So I mean, it's pretty much a very interesting hybrid of of you know what's become really the standard business model for uh, new comics. And uh, yep. stuff that Amazon has been doing, but uh, you know, Amazon is definitely getting into the content development 
uh, project. And, uh, you know, instead of paying, you know, instead of paying for an expensive focus group as movie studios uh, do, they're just uh, doing it naturally and for free on the internet. So, so pretty smart, Amazon. Yeah. And they do have a, they do have like a first look deal, uh, if that's the terminology, uh, with a, with a studio. Um, and, <laughs> and, you know, as a way to kind of deliver product, uh, uh, pro- uh, uh properties to them, uh, in a much more economic Right. Way and and I think faster way. Yeah, and I'm, it'll be very interesting. I mean, I think uh, Blackburn Borough uh, is pretty typical. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not. It looks nice. I mean, I like both those creators, Mars and Smith, and mm-hmm. uh, but nothing too out of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's what I would call a pretty, from what I read of it, a pretty typical mm-hmm. movie to comics uh, adaptation. They're yeah. also doing basically. They're also doing what animatics. I think is called kind of motion comics as well. Um, they're also using though because part of what this is a part of is it. Amazon creates test films. They've also come up with another aspect for disrupting how movies are made. They're creating basically full-length test films where they put together actors in a rough read-through and essentially create a film. The other aspect of that is that they use animation also. And actually, um, they're using um, Continuity Studios, Neil Adams' studio, to do some of them. So he's involved as well in creating some of these test animations. Right. Well, Amazon's definitely paying some people to make some mm-hmm. comics-type products. So, you know, that's always good when a big player gets in with some money. Spend, so, so, absolutely. So, I guess pretty soon you'll be able to go to Amazon.com and, you know, you know, right. submit a script and, you know, right. you know, get a get a movie deal. Uh, uh, thank you, Jeff Bezos. Okay. Yeah, anyway, but another yeah. player got into the game this week. Yeah, uh, on the, the publishing on side. On the publisher, the traditional book publishing mm-hmm. side. Um, Inklet from Penguin Berkeley. Uh, mm-hmm. They are the last major player who have not gotten into graphic novels. They yeah. dabbled here and there, yes. but they did not have their own line. Which yeah. you know, ten years after the graphic novel revolution is pretty amazing. So uh, someone finally convinced them to join the twenty first century. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hey, yeah. look, it keeps getting on the New York Times bestseller list. I know. Well, they are definitely making a play for the New York Times bestseller list with the line of comics that they have. Um, it's being, the effort's being spearheaded by Rich Johnson, a, uh, no stranger to, Absolutely. uh, mm-hmm. to Publishers Weekly or, uh, or The Beat. Um, and, well, uh, the, the, the material they have is, is kind of, it's pretty, I would say it's pretty conservative. It's mostly yeah, like it's novel sure. adaptations. Yes, adaptations. And obviously, you know, uh, you know, Berkeley and NAL, uh, New American Library, I mean, they, you know, they publish a wide variety of, of best-selling genre fiction authors. I mean, uh, and they're going to bring them to bear in comics. Uh, Patricia Bitt, Briggs actually is actually uh, that's coming out what right now it's coming out An yeah adaptation of uh, alpha and omega um volume one um but uh they say in fact about a year ago uh charlene harris who writes the um the suki stanhouse novels right. uh, that have been that become, became true blood that right. became true blood uh they announced about a year ago that they were doing graphic novels uh, uh doing graphic novels adaptations of some of those books right now, of course, it's convenient that it's going to be shipped underneath of the uh, right. inklet, that, that, what original, uh, imprint. Was the original announcement, was that at Dynamite, was it, or was it at... Uh, uh, well, Day? Dynamite often, I've noticed, does the periodical comics right. of some of these adaptations. Right. But it was originally announced basically as published through Penguin Ace. Okay. Right. Which, you know, right. does, so also does science well, fiction was, and other, other genres. And yeah. I, it should be pointed out, though, that the Patricia Briggs... Book already came out from Dynamite, um, as did I That's believe true. the uh, another one of their books that they're doing has already come out from them. 
And so a lot of the material, I think, was going through the uh, uh, Dobble brothers, who are very yeah. well known for their genre fiction comics adaptations. So, you know, so it's kind of like repackaging some stuff that was floating around yeah, out there. I, I think it's kind of, Penguin started to notice that other people were making money off of graphic novels based on their books. Right. Yeah. And we're yes, like, hey, wait a minute, we publish books, <laughs> yeah. graphic uh, novels are books, we could publish graphic novels. Yeah. Yeah, and they are forthcoming. Uh, under the inklet um, imprint, uh, Laurel K. Hamilton, uh, Karen Slaughter, which the Karen Slaughter book actually looks very interesting. I haven't read the book, Martin Misunderstood, but there's actually quite a bit of talk about it as a a quirky crime story. Um, And uh, others uh, we hear, um, Sage Stossel, who does, uh, does cartoons for The Atlantic, as a matter of fact. She's got a graphic novel coming out that uh, in a conversation with, uh, with with Rich the Head, had, uh, at the announcement of this, um, called I, Starling, uh, that's a, uh, a, apparently a tongue-in-cheek graphic novel uh, about a, a woman who works in a marketing department and moonlights as a superhero. Right. And uh, he said this is very funny. Well, you know, I, more to come on that, I'm sure, uh, but, uh, you know, everybody's got their own little line now, and, um, you know, we'll see what happens from Penguin. Certainly, graphic novels are here to stay. Yeah, yeah. In bookstores. Are bookstores here to stay? That we don't know. <laughs> that's, a, that's another more to come podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely more to come. Um, anyway, well, speaking of uh, sales, uh, the August sales charts came out this week from uh, Diamond and ICB2, and um, this is int- significant because it's the... Uh, that marks one year since uh, New 52 came out, which was a huge boost to the bottom line of many publishers. And by all accounts, uh, no matter what you think of the books, and uh, you know, uh, you recall this podcast, really, we were obsessed with the New 52, just like everybody else for months. And it definitely brought more people to the comic shops. It seemed like a big, huge event, and people came in, and they not only sampled uh, DC books, but they sampled a lot of books of a lot of other publishers. Their uh, sales are also up dramatically, so it it, it did help everyone. But in August, really noteworthy that that, uh, DC came out on top uh, to beat Marvel for the second time in a row. Yeah, let's not bury the lead here. Um, DC traditionally does not beat Marvel unless they're having such an amazing blockbuster event like New 52 coming out. But right now, DC doesn't have any such obvious advantage over Marvel, so they're really got these numbers on their own strength. Right, right, right. Well, I think that trend has really been happening for the past year. And Marvel has been struggling. They're yeah. double shipping, they're triple shipping. They are doing variant covers. Yeah, well, I mean, DC's been doing variant covers, too. I mean, the variant cover is back with a vengeance. And, uh, you know, I I, I don't even know how you look at the compare title to title. Uh, There's a bunch of different analyses that have come out this week, and I haven't had time to actually analyze the analysis. But, um, you know, I think the bottom line for this is that DC is definitely coming on strong. They have retained quite a bit of audience for a lot of the books. Some of them are slipping, definitely, but you wouldn't expect all 52 books to keep hitting. Yeah, um, I mean, 52 books is a lot of yeah. books. Now, Marvel is doing their Marvel Now uh, initiative in the next few months, but that really hasn't had the same kind of momentum that new 52 Does anyone did, know so. when it's coming out? Not really. The, what and is coming where out? did comics? Marvel soon. Oh, yeah. Marvel whenever. That's it. Yeah, uh, and, and when uh, you know, and on the on the book collection side, I mean, they've been they've been doing uh, ex- extremely well too. The book collections are selling extremely well Absolutely. in in, the, in uh, the direct market and in the bookstore market. I think that uh, like eleven of the um, of the fifty two book uh, the new fifty two book collections um, hit the New York Times bestseller list once they were were released. 
Uh, and then obviously, um, uh, on a, even if you step outside of the new 52 titles for a second and look at the book list, uh, Batman Earth 1. Uh, That's been the, a blockbuster for them, you know. Amazing. Uh, people uh, said it couldn't happen. but And uh, uh, they intend to release uh, Superman Earth 1 Volume 2 uh, will be coming at the end of October. Uh, the zero books, which are which are being released right now in periodical form, will be collected also into individual book collections, and they're going to be starting to release that by, uh, by the end of the year. Um, it, it's a it's been a huge strong year for for DC. No, it's a, it's it's definitely been a great and, and the rest of the industry. Yes, too. absolutely. I mean, I think really just there's so much great material out there and uh, from all publishers, and just getting a little bit more attention for it. Uh, I think the consumer voted with their wallets and and said this is stuff that we like. And you know, I, I, the other big story for the year is that the more digital comics there are, the more print comics sell. Uh, so yeah. you know, yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah. I should, I, should also, uh, I should also say in uh, the monthly uh, sort of media conference that DC does, uh, they also brought up the fact that the Before Watchmen series, also selling strong, very well, is indeed driving sales of the classic Watchmen graphic novel. Already a perennial blacklist yeah, bestseller, right. yeah. but that's been rising even higher in the last few months uh, as people go through Before Watchmen and then return to the original. Uh, so well, those are the before Watchmen is a love letter to Alan Moore. Yeah. So you know, yes, so, it's a love letter. Yes, a love letter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. It's a stalker letter. <laughs> Get <laughs> me a restraining order. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, okay. All well, right, so. speaking of uh, creators yeah. and uh, all that, uh, Alan Moore, um, there was a little hint this week that a, a situation that many are watching closely, which is the Jim Starlin situation at Marvel, has a kind of a positive uh, developments in that. Uh, Thanos, a character that Jim Starlin created while he was still in high school, and he has the notebooks to prove it, was used at the end of the Avengers movie, and is widely considered to be uh, on the books for the big villain in the Avengers sequel, because Josh Whedon loves Thanos, as most people do. Uh, however, um, you know, there's a huge question about what royalties are paid, and for characters that were created before a certain date, and, you know, I, I mean, there's been some bad publicity for Marvel as far as people like Gary Friedrich go and uh, who actively was suing Marvel for uh, Ghost Rider film. Starlin's been playing it very close to the best and uh, you know really being very careful not to make inflammatory statements and just keeping his mouth shut which I think is very very smart but yes. he did allow <laughs> that. to like hire your lawyers and have your lawyers, lawyers talk to yes. Disney yeah. and just be like yes we're in discussion. Yes and let others do you know be carry your message but anyway he did say that he is in discussions with Marvel now so they are talking now which way this will go or whatever uh, we don't know and I imagine we never will know but uh, I, I you know like, if the Avengers movie coming out in three years, uh, if Thanos... If they're also doing the Guardians of Gal the Galaxy, which is a series which uh, has many Jim Starlin characters in it. So he's probably in on the Right. Series. Well, I, I would say that uh, the, the, the specter of a Jim Starlin being, you know, shafted is probably one that they would like to avoid. So Yeah, know. well, especially because yeah, it probably doesn't hurt that... Joss Whedon has signed on to direct Avengers 2 and is a huge Jim Starlin fan. Right. And I think he might take it badly if they shafted him too badly. Right. And I will say this, like people at Marvel, uh, you know, 
they also are Jim Starlin fans. So, you know, it's kind of a weird corporate situation. But hopefully some things are, well, we hope. We'll find out. You know. Well, I mean, I, I never doubt the people at Marvel work, but I just meant they would be more likely to listen to the director who yes. makes them, you know, a billion dollars. Yes. Yes. So, um, anyway, and speaking of yet another idiosyncratic creator. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, boy. Uh, oh, boy. Well, you know, Dave Sim is the uh, creator of Cerebus, which is a self-publishing legend uh, and a very eccentric classic in the comics. And World, Glamour Puss, which is not self-publishing. Which is, yes, which is not self-publishing. Well, it is legend. But uh, anyway, so anyway, Sim has been kind of gradually dwindling in darkness, pretty much like his character Cerebus, if you read the last few issues of Cerebus. But uh, he wrote a post on his... He doesn't actually go online, but he wrote a letter that was posted online about how he thought he's... It's been proven he can't make a living as a cartoonist because the sales of Glamour Puss went down to a level, so he doesn't know what he's going to do, and you know, he might need to lay bricks or just quietly get into the bathtub and, you know, or open the oven or something. And yes. Here's a thought, Dave Sims. He didn't say grim. that, but, yeah. <laughs> if people don't like this comic, maybe you should come up with a new comic about something different. Yeah. Well, it As seems he, like he's hocked the mortgage for the, to put this thing out. Well, as somebody who knows Dave Sim put it to me, it wasn't a pity party. It was a pity nightclub. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, had a live band. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but interestingly, at the same time, okay. at the same time this is going on, uh, his Kickstarter for a digital Cerebus um, was doing quite well. Yes, he, but, but, yes, until the house of the guy who was doing it burned down. I mean, it was a smashing oh, success. Right. Luckily, that's they had awful. they. It was only one book, although yeah. probably the best book yeah. of them all. But. Uh, they had scanned in half the negatives of the book for this digital project. So, you know, chances are very good that and they'll be able to scan, they'll at be least, able to, even if yeah. not the original negatives, yes. something fairly decent. Yes. Uh, so, I mean, there's definitely still an audience for Dave Sim. And, you know, I, I mean, Glamour Puss is an incredibly weird project. Dave Sim's yeah. very controversial. Um, he is smart as to his very own pity, pity disco. Let's... Let's not put too fine a point on it. How many people are going to buy a book about fashion models from a man who is one of comics' most well-known blatant misogynists? Right. Like, what's the market? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't if you think I can put women, it any better than that. <laughs> yeah. If you hate women, why do you want a book about fashion models? Yes. And if you don't hate women, why do you want a Dave Sim book about fashion models? Uh, well, most misogynists don't really sort of embrace the notion that that's what they are. So, I well, mean, yes, that but has I mean, let's face it, it. <laughs> you have a hard enough time getting uh, readers to buy a book about, you know, female superheroes or something. To, like, buy a book about fashion models would Well, there was mixed messages in the book. Yeah. Yeah. Mixed subtext in the book. Yeah, that's that's that way. Very... Although I like the part in the back about Alex Raymond, so. Mm, yeah. Mm, well, you know, actually, I, I, I saw the first issue, and actually I love the drawings, but I can't say that I actually followed the... Issues well, if you if you read Sim's essay, forward. he says that he did this thing called Cerebus TV as a means of drumming up support for the printed books. And if you watch that, you definitely were watching something that was a throwback to the greatest days of cable access TV. And mm. it was very unusual, very unique. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a very kind way of putting it. And, you know, very <laughs> interesting to people who follow Dave Sim. But, mm. you know, I mean, I, I think this entire discussion is... 
based, I think, Kate, you said it in the very first sentence. People don't like glamour puss. Maybe you should do something different. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and not blame yeah. the industry. Maybe yeah. it's you. Well, there you go. I mean, everyone has some passion project book they put out that, like, just doesn't take. It doesn't mean your career is over unless you keep publishing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. well, there you go. Right, right. Okay. Um, and moving right on Ooh, to news briefs. News briefs. Okay. So, in a happier sedition story than usual, a comic creator, Asim Trivedi, in Mumbai, India, got arrested for sedition for a political cartoon, reimagining the Indian national symbol to depict it as corrupt, replacing the lions with wolves and replacing the word justice with corruption. And it was a big hit on the internet. Not a big hit with the Indian government. He got himself arrested. The interesting thing... Sounds like standard political satire. That's right. <laughs> yeah, basically. And, you know, there was talk that he might be jailed for years, but he has, at least for now, been released after four days in jail, thanks to public outcry by, you know, the Indian public, by Human Rights Watch, by Reporters Without Borders, and by the Committee to Protect Journalism. So um, no charges have been pressed yet. Uh, though he may still be in danger of sedition charges. Wow. Well, thank God for the yeah. First Amendment. <laughs> yes. 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 We're all Although very apparently glad. the Indian Constitution doesn't have one. Uh, well, apparently <laughs> not when you're defacing the national symbol. Uh -huh. We live in a crazy world. Yes. And speaking of a crazy world, the popular multimedia webcomic Homestuck decided that they were going to try for a Kickstarter for an adventure game of the comic and with a goal of $700,000. Well, as of today, it has reached $1.2 million. I'm just Kickstarter pledges <laughs> for a video game based on a webcomic that I suspect few people over the age of 30 have ever heard of. It's a kick-ass Kickstarter. And an amazing comic. I mean, a very weird comic, but pretty amazing. Um, so it really just proves, one, the successfulness of a good Kickstarter campaign, and two, the robustness of the webcomic economy. All right. Well, there you go. You know, where I'm sure the, it would have still got the like... Web, the webcomic slash Kickstarter economy. Yeah, it's still got like 15 days to go. God only knows yeah. how much it's going to make. So anyway, we'll, we'll see. Yes. Um, and speaking of things coming out on the internet alone, uh, Right Stuff Incorporated has just announced that they have gotten the English translation rights to the long-beloved anime Rose of Versailles in English. Um, Rose of Versailles came out in the 70s, and originally as a manga, it's looked to as the spiritual predecessor to uh, a, a lot of swashbuckling girl comics like Utna, and indeed a lot of Yuri, because it had a lot of lesbian and gender-bending subtext, uh, and it just never came out in English, no matter how much anyone tried. It came out in French, it came out in German, didn't come out in English, and now it will be coming to the internet free on Vicky.com, V-I-K-K-I, -I, I believe, uh, as of December, and on DVD from Right Stuff in January. So this is the anime, not the manga. This is the anime, okay. but previous to this, neither the anime nor the manga, and it's about the French Revolution. And Lady Oscar, a swashbuckling female guard of Marie Antoinette. 
Yeah. Oh, it is a classic. Indeed. And speaking of classics getting their day in the sun, Digger by Ursula Vernon, a sort of cult classic webcomic, has won a Hugo. Previously, all of the graphic novel Hugos have gone to Girl Genius, but this year they refused themselves right. and somebody so else somebody got a chance. Which I think was really so nice. It was a really, and was really very nice that was a very, very I admit, I'm kind of hoping that Digger gets a Girl Genius style publishing deal because the world needs to see Digger. Yeah. It's amazing. It's like a magical animal webcomic. It is kind mm. of a magical animal comic. It's about Digger, who is a wombat who, you know, falls through a hole in the earth and pops up in a strange land and it's like Alice in Wonderland if the rabbit were the You know, it reminds me a little bit in tone of like um, Carlos Speed McNeil It's a bit, it's kind of like Finder crossed with Alice in Wonderland crossed with Wombats Yeah. Okay. It's amazing. Because I haven't read it. uh, I'll make it a point to do so. Definitely worth a check, so. And speaking of awards, it's Harvey Awards time. They were announced at Baltimore Comic Con, and there are some surprising awards and some less surprising awards. Arguably surprising, uh, Cul-de-Sac won a Harvey for Best Syndicated Strip. Uh, Why Bay- is that a surprise? Well, I, I guess I just don't think Cul-de-Sac's What? Amazing. You don't like Richard Thompson? Kate, all right, get out of here. All right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. Moving right along. Who knew? Comics fans would get contentious over their favorite comics. Yes, there you go. Uh, Hark of Vagrant yeah. got best online comics work. I don't think anyone's surprised by that. And Kate Beaton. She won like three, cartoons. didn't she? Yeah. Kate won about yes. three awards. Yes, she won. She won three, including best cartoonist. Best cartoonist best and special award for humor. Yes. Um, Daredevil got best new, new series, series, which I, is an interesting best choice, new se- <laughs> given that Daredevil in various incarnations has been it's around like for about forty um, years old. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, Mark Wade got best writer for Daredevil. Uh, best inker also went to Joe Rivera for Daredevil. Best uh, graphic novel. Yes. Original. That was original. Uh, Kale Sand. Yeah. By, uh, yes. Also, who also won the Eisner? Yes. Uh, best book. original graphic novel for younger readers went to Anya's Ghost. From who also won second. the Eisner yes. as well? Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, most promising new talent went to Sarah Pacelli for Ultimate Spider-Man, and I mean, she's amazing. She deserves it. Uh, Dark Horse Presents got best anthology, and um, special award for excellence in presentation. Went to Walt Simonson's The Mighty Thor. I believe that also won the Eisner. So there was a lot yes, of doubles, yes. doubles <laughs> consensus there. There so. you go. And um, J.H. Williams got both Best Artist Awards for Batwoman. He got Best Cover Artist and Best Artist. Oh, yes. And one more thing. Speaking of old classics, ElfQuest has returned with new installments. But where has it returned? It has returned to the internet through boingboing.com. Of all places. Of all places. <laughs> yes, now you can get your various internet news media and elves. Um, and Heidi has well, seen some of the art. Well, uh, yeah, no, it's up there at Boing Boing, but I mean, I think because Wendy Petey and Dave Sim were the two pillars of the original self-publishing movement back in the late 70s, and we were just talking about Dave Sim, I mean, I think it is interesting to note that... Uh, 
They're both I, I going mean, digital in their own way. Well, they are, but I mean, I think it's more interesting to know that Wendy Peeney has really stuck with ElfQuest. And she did one other thing, which was that, mm, what was, oh, that, was that it? Yowie oh. Mask of the Red Death. Yeah, yes. Mask of the Yes. So, so that was a webcomic. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that was a webcomic. Mm-hmm. And so she's definitely gone to the web, but, I, you know, I mean, like, she's not having a, a pity party. She's just... You know, Boing Boing is incredibly pu- uh, popular, and, and now they're serializing a new yeah. ElfQuest story. Yeah, sure. And all of her original ElfQuest stuff is online at her website. And, you know, I know some people love ElfQuest, some people really don't love ElfQuest. <laughs> some look- people like uh, like me like some ElfQuest right. stories and maybe not some others. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a lot more striking than a lot of people give it credit for, let me put it that way. And the new one, uh, they'll say the jury's out on some of it. But, um, you know, I, I think I think she's uh, still it's keeping a, it out there. And she's still keeping it out there. She's still keeping her brand out there, and it's her only brand. But yeah. you know what? She's still keeping it out there, and um, you she's, know she's keeping it polished and shiny. Yes, yes, exactly. So different <laughs> career paths. Yeah. Yes. Well, it helps that Wendy Peeney did not post her personal feelings on life in the back of every issue. Yeah. Elfquest. Yes. 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 Thus, yeah. giving us more information than we ever needed. On yeah. And on that note, um, cool books to check out. Um, I've got one, and then I'll like hand the baton over to Heidi. But uh, coming out this fall, just a fabulous collection of the called New York Drawings from Adrian Tomina. Um, a decade of uh, covers, comics, illustrations, and sketches from the pages of the New Yorker. Uh, if you are happen to be like me, uh, a Adrian Tomina groupie, uh, you you'll, you'll love this book. And really, it's the great illustrations he's done for the New Yorker, but he's also got inter- interspersed throughout the book some <laughs> outright, laugh-out-loud hilarious comic strips, uh, usually with himself being the butt of the joke. But he's he, he, who knew? I mean, I guess we really did knew, but didn't know, but, um, but certainly his, 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 he has a great knack for the humorous sketch. In some ways, it's perfect for the New Yorker. Uh, and I would have to say one of the gems of the book is about a three-page um, comic about attending the Holly, uh, uh, the New Yorker um, holiday party and um, uh, his his internal neurotic internal dialogue about being there and not having anyone to talk to right. is, is absolutely. But you know he, uh, he did some of the stuff uh, in his wedding comic before. So, yes, you know that, a little bit of it. But yeah, really great it's really too. you know oh, I mean you can't go wrong with Adrian Tomine. Yeah. That's yeah. Pretty much, you know, and this is a beautiful book. Yes, it's from Drawing really. Quarterly, amazing production. Um, I have uh, a couple books. Well, you know, another classic old timer, The Hive, is out yes, by Charles mm-hmm. Burns. This is part two of his Knit Knit trilogy. Uh, it did not to make everyone jealous, but when the book came, it also came with a Knit Knit T-shirt, which I'll treasure for the rest of my life. Um, this is part two, so it's kind of like The Empire Strikes Back. You should have read the first part to get into it, but this is really, you know, like Black Hole, another amazing work of paranoia and imagination and fantasy and and the angst of being a teen by Charles Burns. Uh, the other book is about the angst of being Abraham Lincoln. It's called Hi. The Hypo by Ethan Van Skyver, who's real, or excuse me, Noah Van Skyver. They are brothers, by the way. But um, yeah, Noah Van Skyver's mostly been known for his mini-comics and doing a thing here and there. And this is a, a big, hefty graphic novel just out from Fantagraphics. And I, I think it's really going to put him on the map and. Yeah. An amazing way. It's, it's kind of a little bit earnest and awkward, but it's about an earnest and awkward subject of young Abraham Lincoln when he was just a beginning lawyer and his self doubts, his self pities, and really just his struggles to kind of make it as a young man in the world. So 
Yes, it's kind of an autobiographical graphic novel about Abraham Lincoln, but it's very well sourced and very well uh, researched. And you know, Lincoln and it really is, focuses on a certain period in Lincoln's yeah. life when he essentially was suffering from what the historians uh, uh, take to be clinical depression. Absolutely, yes. And you know, he, he called what, it the hypo. The hypo, right? And uh, you know, it gave him a lot of uh, difficulties to overcome. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, Lincoln is the movie by Steven Spielberg with Daniel Day Lewis is coming out later this year. So uh, the timing be, is good. The timing yeah. is excellent. But uh, you know, really, a very good job by by uh, by uh, Noah Van Skyver and just a great. I think a lot of great research. And this book did. has been getting buzz ever since yeah. BEA. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. so yeah, I mean, it should hit this. Sweet spot between uh, Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter, and Abraham Lincoln, the very serious yes, Steven yes, Spielberg yes, movie. Yes, <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. Yes, for those of yeah. you who just can't wait. Um, and, and I should say also that actually the, the hypo was included in um, PW's um, look at sleepers uh, from independent presses. So, right, uh, that's right. As well as our uh, announcements issue. Yes. So, uh, so we've right. had our eye on it for a long yeah, time, but now we have the book and it's really awesome. All right, so... All right. Well, well, I think that wraps it up. I know. We, you know, we're off to the small press expo That's this right. weekend. A lot of one. By the time you hear this, we'll have been and gone. And uh, you know, New York Comic Con is looming for me. Frankfurt Book Fair for Calvin. Yes. And so, yes, there's definitely more to come. Yeah, always more to come.